making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancake. Welcome to Bear Pile, your pile up of everything geeky and berry. As always, I'm your mama bear, the Yeti. With me, as always, is the lovely, the beautiful, the talented Jonathan Moore. Say hi, Jonathan. Hi, everybody. And we have our special guest today, including John Igram. Hey, what's up? Tom. Say hi, Tom. Hello, darlings. And Marshall's with us today. Say hi, Marshall. Hello. So we are discussing... One of a bear's favorite topics today, which is food, glorious food. Uh, so I know a lot of us have worked in the food industry. Raise your hands if you have, or just say something. Wolf. <laughs> yep. So for those of us who have worked in the food industry, um, let's just go around and just see what our general experience with it has been. Uh, I know that I worked for a long time in a pizza shop and that was a hellish nightmarish experience so hopefully you guys will have better things to talk about was it like was it like a domino's or was it like a cool it was like a mom and pop pizza shop um uh where just i worked in the back the guy was too cheap to buy air conditioning he hired exclusively ex-rapists so it was just not a desirable experience for anybody involved. I'm hoping except for you. Yeah, I was not a rapist. I was a 13-year-old boy at that point. I <laughs> probably would have been the raped if I hadn't <laughs> gotten out of there. Yay! Such so. fun to, to think of all these things while making pizza that you're worried you're going to get raped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. That's not a salami. Yeah. That's not sausage. My parents insisted it would build character. Oh, well, not that kind of character. Apparently, apparently they wanted me to become uh, a supervillain of some sort. That was the character they wanted for me. Did it work? Uh, eh, kind of. If they, ever, if they ever get on you about being gay, you can just tell them that's why. It's like some days I want to burn down the city, but then other days I just want to pet cute things and... My fundamental instincts come into conflict, and I just lie on the couch and play video games. Well, so just me, like everyone else. Well, as for me, as far as the food industry goes, I've worked everywhere from, you know, your basic pizza hut shops as well. Um, I've also done mom-and-pop bakeries. I've worked in upscale restaurants. And now I actually work for myself as a pastry chef. Excelente. Good on you. Yeah, I, uh, well, as a bear, I used to stand in the river and catch salmon with my bear paws. But I'm just... Oh, wait, no, that's not fantasy. Um, I uh, actually, I went to culinary school in my youth and I worked briefly for a catering company, but I honestly don't like cooking professionally for cooking, home cooking, because 
I didn't make much money and did a whole hell of a lot of working, which is pretty much what cooking, unless you're a famous chef, that's pretty much what it seems to be. John, I, I actually give you kudos for finishing culinary school. I actually went to culinary school and dropped out mainly because for what I was paying, I didn't think it was worth it for anything I would receive later on in life. So I just dropped out and basically taught myself. Well, the thing about the thing about the food industry is it's still one of the few uh, industries where someone can start off like you can start off as a dishwasher and end up being, a, you know, a five star chef. So exactly, um, you know, it's one of the few it's one of the few industries that apprenticeships still hold any weight. All depends on the perseverance and the patience. It's true. Very true. Well, if, from my story, um, I was born and raised into a catering family. Um, my family has cooked Japanese, Korean, Chinese, Thai, um, Filipino food for the last 26 years. Um, we own a restaurant here where I live. Um, my mom and my dad decided to retire and put up their chef's hat. And I decided to carry on that legacy um, in my own home and through my friends and you know, kept my parents and my family's recipes alive. Through my website, you know, telling my friends how I cook it, um, teaching them how to cook and whatnot. So that's my story on food. And I'm a big eater. So. <laughs> story and you stick to it, huh? Yep. So those of us who've worked in the food industry, um, generally, what is, uh, what, what, what has your experience been like? I know I said mine was a nightmarish hell. Well, like I was saying, mine was, I mean, it was okay. It's just, it was long hours. You know, we were, we did catering, so we would, we would do things like we'd do a banquet. You know, and there were just, it was a very small operation. So, you know, if it was, a, if it was like a conference that we were catering, we did a lot of conferences. And, and so we'd be up at like, you know, five in the morning for breakfast. And, and uh, then uh, we would do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, and by the time we got everything, you know, put away and cleaned up from dinner, it would be, you know, eight or nine at night. So, yeah, I had enough and of that. Basically for me, yeah, the way I see it is it's basically a lot of hard work for very little pay. You have to love doing it. Yeah. And I just didn't second love, that. I didn't love professionally cooking enough to do it. it. It honestly killed any love of cooking that I had. So, I think what it boils down to, if you'll excuse the pun, um, is uh -huh. if you love it so much, don't make it your job. Exactly. Because as soon as, because as, soon as you make it your job, you're going to end up being miserable because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You want to do exactly. it because you love it, not because you need the money. Totally I think, agree. I think it. I think it comes down to uh, cooking professionally is is one part, one part talent, one part passion, and about two parts insanity. So well, that all yeah. makes uh, that all makes sense. I, I I think like my experience made me never want to cook again for a very long time, and I'm only just now getting back into it. That and I'm a diva. So you'd make a good chef, and you can't just become a chef. You have to you have to go through the you have to work your way up the chain. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't really want to become a chef because that's like. Uh, then you have to like learn how to do things properly, and I'm never very good at that. 
for me, I would just much rather just throw a dinner party and cook for friends and enjoy what I was doing than actually cook for a, you know, a paid client. Well, I think, I think cooking also is, you know, more of a craft than an art because there's certain things that you have to, you have to do a certain way, you know, and then, you know, you can improvise some, you can riff on things, but, but, uh, you know, if you try to improvise too much, you'll just end up with something terrible. I'll disagree with that only on the grounds when it comes to baking. Baking is an art form. It's a science. science. It's ridiculous how much, how much preparation and how much ingredients and whatnot need to go into baking a cake. And when it comes to like making pasta or making um, something of equal or lesser value, uh, hummus even, or just throw something out there, you can always do things to either improve upon it or improv with it. Or you can't over undercook the pasta, for instance. You know. Of course, be- you need to have it al dente, and then you need to throw this, throw it into the sauce, yeah. and there's you need to cook certain, the rest in there. There's always certain skills you have to know how to do certain things certain ways. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. So that's more of what I was saying, you know. That's where the craft comes in. Okay, I understand that. Yeah, it's stuff like that that I can't do. Like, I could never, like, bake, because I just don't... I'm not, like, a kind of, like, get this exact kind of measurement kind of person. I learned basically what i know of cooking at my mother's elbow which is just like you approximate everything and you let your instincts t- be your guide basically it's like if you forget a a pinch of baking soda it goes from being a cake to being a cookie yeah exactly. pretty much well yeah that's like like you yeti i grew up you know knee high to a grasshopper at my you know grandmother's knee and my grandmother never ever uh measured anything so for me, going into being a baker, I had to learn that I had to start measuring stuff out because the way I learned was completely different. <laughs> well, that was the problem with uh, cooking now is that uh, I, I have to I have to learn to adapt to my mother's recipes because her recipes are all bullshit because she never me- measures anything. So anytime adapt to this, a yeah. little of that. So every time she has a measurement in her in her fucking book, I know it's complete bullshit. Yeah, I do that one. Write down, write down what you made. I'm like, I didn't, you know, I didn't actually measure when I did it. So. Well, back then, I think everyone just threw it into a pot and hoped it worked. So well, when I was look, when I was growing up, when my mom and my dad cooked. I just sat there and like stared at them. I could not take notes. I could not write down any ingredients. It, it was all memorization. You exactly. you you know if they, if she poured the ball of soy sauce, you know how to count one, two, done. It's like two second two second four from this bottom, this and this bottom. Um, like rice. There's like there's so many ways of cooking rice. My mom taught me the finger method. You know, you put your thumb in there. It has to go halfway up your thumb. You know, there's just simple things that I had to learn through using my own intuition. My mom and my dad won't tell me the recipes. And this, till this day, they will never tell it to me. I'm like, how did you make it better? How do you tell me? I'm like, no, you have to figure it out yourself. I'm like, fine. So much for carrying on that family legacy, huh? Well, I mean, for them to tell me these things, it, like, okay, you got this ingredient, you got that ingredient, 
you're missing this. You have to go get this threat ingredient from this place, talk to this person. This was what makes it the Agram way. Like, okay. And so it's all I, trial and error. Yeah, it's all basically trial and error. But once you get the once you get the recipe right, you know, and when my mom was like, Oh, you made the most perfect chicken stew broth with, with ginger and garlic and and whatever it is, whatever it is, it's like I get that warm, fuzzy feeling that I have accomplished something that my mom has not told me what to do. And still to this day, I ask them, okay, what else can I do to make it better? You need to figure it out, John. I'm not telling you our family secrets. You are the family secret. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, you can figure it out. You have an agram tongue. You know what, what tastes good and what doesn't. Like, okay, I'll move on. I'll figure it out. With with me, I'm, I'm very basic. I'm Southern, you know, not saying that Southern cooks don't have a refined tongue, but we just have a different palate than than most people. I know how you feel. Uh, my father's from the South, so a lot of the cooking that he learned, uh, he brought up with him from, um, you know, from the South, and I learned that kind of stuff from him. So, like, the stuff that I was raised on, I was raised in a very strange way in this sort of, like, uh, pseudo-Irish-Italian-Southern household. Right. So, like, all the food that I'm used to eating is, like, one food, one night will have, like, spaghetti and meatballs, and then the other night will have, like, uh, like fried chicken and soul food. Like, it's, it's a big mix-up in the air. Right. Well, like, for me... I, I can cook like Chinese food or Japanese food, but it's not going to have that more authentic flavor because it's not my area of forte. Whereas then if I want to cook deer or squirrel or, you know, anything like that, that's going to be more apt for me to, <laughs> to, to pull off. You can keep your deer and squirrel over there. I'll have my Japanese over here now. Thanks. <laughs> now, now, now until you've had my mashed taters and uh, deer tenderloin and biscuits, you need to hush. Bring it. I'm hungry. I'm starving right now. Let's go. You ain't lying. <laughs> I hate I hate deer. I've had deer so often. Oh, and, I love gaming meat. Gaming meat's awesome. Uh, I love I love that thick uh, uh put on put on your uh, uh adult sensors here, boys. Um I like thick, juicy red meat. Rare. Oh, I'm definitely a red meat man. Rare. Rare the better. I like my meat to moo. They California cold, the best way to have it. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm more of a medium rare. I'm a California cold guy. It it needs to still be bleeding when they bring it out. Like, if you just want to bring me, like, a cow and a hammer and just have me make my own, I'll, <laughs> you know, it's for me. Oh. Now, now, I can say I have changed since a child because used to I would go out and order a steak somewhere and I'd be like, can I get it charcoal? Or now I'm just like, eh, medium, medium rare is good. See, I'm I'm different in the fact that I like my meat like I like my men dead. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like... <laughs> Took a dark turn. But, I mean, I like mine dead, sizzling with, I mean, just some type of barbecue sauce on it. That's, <sighs> I'm, a, I'm a simple man with simple tastes. <laughs> well, I agree. Uh, if, if, uh, if I wanted it bloody, I'd go back to women. Ooh, no. Oh no! That was oh. dirty, but that oh. was delightful. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I try. I, I like I like my men like I like my coffee, weak, bitter, and full of cream. <laughs> oh God! But I'm bump, but I'm bump. 
And this concludes our broadcast day. <laughs> Do we have any more classics that we want to shove in here while they're fitting? Well, I mean, shove and fit. I mean, you're, I, I think we're just about done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, who are your foodie idols? Is there anyone that you look up to in the foodie world? Any, 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 any big icons, famous chefs? Who, like, I mean, was it your mother? I mean, who do you look up to as far as food goes? My mother. My mother. My mom. My mom. My mom. <laughs> as, there you I go. To my, my grandmother. My, I think one of my idols would have to be uh, Lydia Bastianich. Big booby lady. Love her. Big, big booby lady. Big but she had cancer, so I give her props. Her son is on the on Master Chef, and he's an asshole. Well, he he. I wasn't I talking. About, I wasn't talking about her son. I was talking about her. You know, I know. But I'm just... <laughs> okay, like I don't know what how old you guys are, but like for me, when I was growing up, yeah, my mom and my dad, duh. But the frugal gourmet. I don't know if you know who he is. Oh yeah, didn't he like to touch boys? Yes, he did. I know. Oh yeah. God. The galloping gourmet, also named Graham Care, was another one. Um, there are, like a lot of PBS TV chefs. Um, yeah. Julia Child, did you like Julia? <laughs> Julia Child, everybody loves Julia Child. A bird up a <sighs> You take the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making uh, Dan Aykroyd. We are all going to turn into Dan Aykroyd. Oh my god! I'm making bouillon beige fish stew. <laughs> Thank you, Margaret Cho. Oh god! Now who, who was, now, who was the one Cajun chef that always said on their own tea? Justin Wilson. Love him. Love him. I love his bow ties. I love his suspenders. Big old daddy, grandpa bear. Loved exactly. Him. Loved well, him. My- my current my current uh, uh, foodie idols are uh, what I would consider the bow tie duo, Christopher Kimball of America's Test Kitchen and yes. Alton Brown. Alton uh, yeah, they're my heroes because they both take a scientific approach to cooking. You know, this is why this works. Mm-hmm. He always fascinated me, not only in his style but also in the way that he presented each and every dish that he was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. See, I have never been able to get into, like, celebrity chefs and celebrity foodies because, like, every time I turn on the Food Network, I watch it for five minutes and then I'm hungry. And I just need to go and eat something. Diners, drive-ins, and dives does that to me a lot. Oh, God. No. Oh, God almighty. I have to, like, staple, like, something to my television, like, find a way to mod my TV so that any time Guy Fieri crosses it, it just, like, shows me a picture of, like, a dying whale or something. Yeah, because isn't he homophobic or something? He's just, yes. he's he unpleasant just... to look at and know yeah. about. I don't like him personally. I just like the food that, that that he shows on his programs. Oh, I love the I love the places he goes because yeah. they're, like, places I would go. Exactly. But I, mean, I like, hate him. Just <laughs> food for- like food personalities in general, they have a persona. I mean, Chris Kimball with his scientific ways, Alton Brown with his scientific ways, Giada de Laurentiis with her big boobs, you know, Bobby Flay and his arrogant style. They have their own personal tastes. But if you eliminated their personality and what it comes down to the what it comes down to is basically the food. Would you eat their food? And most of these shows, I would not eat their food. No. 
I think the closest person who made food that I might have eaten was Paula Dean. That's what I was going to say. And I realize now that it tasted so good because it was basted with evil. And when it's basically, and it was, and it was covered that in and butter. butter, evil and butter, evil butter and butter. Aren't they really the same thing? Uh, um, no, no. I like Christopher Kimmel's food because I do. I I cook American Sesquicin recipes all the time. I do too. So, oh, their their meatloaf is my go-to meatloaf recipe. So, the, oh, the mini meatloaf uh, meatloafs for two. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Oh god, those meatloafs really. I, I, I will say if I if I ever go to make something I haven't made before, I usually do check out check out the test kitchen first. Yeah. To see if what their recipe is and how I like their videos because I can actually follow along. I'm much more of a watch and learn than I am a read. Yeah, same here. Like I have all their DVDs, all 14 seasons, all six uh, all six seasons of the Cook's Country. I you've seen like my cover photo of all their cookbooks. I have every single one of them. I have all Weight Watchers recipes. I mean, I've I've been there and back when it comes to. You're food. a bear. What the hell are you doing with Weight Watchers recipes? Um, I was three hundred some plus pounds, and I dropped down to one ninety eating Weight Watchers food for a year and a half. That's why. But we... yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's an interesting topic to bring up the the fact of you know weight because, I mean, you know, we're all bears and we like bigger guys, but. You know, where, where, where's the line between, you know, being healthily chubby and being, you know, overweight where it, where it affects your health? And, and if, your do- if your doctor is prescribing gastric bypass, it's a problem. Yeah. Or high blood pressure pills or high cholesterol pills. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, all of those things. If these are all factoring into your health, then something needs to be done. It yeah. also is like a big factor is why, um, why you're eating what you're eating. Because I know I uh, I had an eating disorder for the longest time. Not like not like you think an eating disorder. Like I had an eating disorder where um, eating was my coping mechanism. Oh, I think, same here. I, yeah, I same. Yeah. I think we've all been we've we're all guilty of that one. Yeah. Mine mine is a lot more extreme than most people's. Like, um, if I'm angry or I'm upset, I won't just like have a chocolate bar and it's done. Like I'll go and eat like four or five chocolate bars and maybe i'll feel better i've done that yeah so it's like it was obviously that's not a healthy attitude or a healthy practice and that's something that i've had to break myself up over the years well I, i can say i've been there and that's when i actually got into baking because by the time i was done making the cake icing the cake i didn't even want the damn thing yeah that's that's a good way to deal with it I mean, it, it's very, it's very, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's very important to sort of be conscious of the options that we have when it comes to cooking, you know, because it's, it's very, it's very nice to make sort of like the things that we love, but it's also very nice to know what the boundaries are and what we can do to improve what we eat. And, and, and just looking for yourself helps you know like like there was a statistic i was watching something and they were talking about that, that like only five percent of salt that we take in comes from home cooking it's all from processed foods or eating out well a lot and of that was, has to do with uh the american lifestyle which yeah. is so on the go that a lot of us don't have time to eat at home we are the, we are i think we are 
the the unhealthiest country. Oh yeah. When, when, sure. it, comes, when it comes to cooking yeah, sure. and so on and so forth. But when it comes to obesity, food. yeah. There are ways to you know to still cook even if you're busy. You can use a crock pot and just get everything ready and have it done when you get home from work, or 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 cook on the weekends and make freezer meals that you can just pop out and put in the microwave. You know, if you're busy during the week, you know, there, there are ways to, 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 to fit it in, you know, especially if you cook a whole bunch, like take, take one day and cook all your meals for the week at once. Uh, I think, uh, what's her name? Um, perky, perky bitch. Uh, what's her name? Um, Giada De Laurentiis. Giada. <laughs> no, 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 Rachel Ray. Oh, that. Re- See, when you said perky, perky bitch. when you said perky, <laughs> I immediately went to tits. <laughs> No, no, personality, not tits. Oh, I think she, I don't know. I never looked at her tits. I don't look at tits, sorry. The 30-minute meals, yeah, that I'm was... I'm sorry, when it, when it comes to Jada De Laurentiis, I am not focused on her tits. I'm focused on her giant forehead and her giant ass teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she has little teeth, poor woman. Yeah. Okay, well, not not to pull back away from Giada, but uh, as, far, as far as unhealthy cooking, I can see we're being, you know, Southern, we do a lot of comfort foods mm-hmm. which contain a lot of starches yep. a lot of sugar um a lot of bacon grease i'm surprised i don't make sweet tea and add bacon grease to it uh my grandmother's shoe five ply was like a hundred percent molasses and exactly she, she might have put a strawberry somewhere in there but lord if i that could sounds find it. good <laughs> it's delicious but it was like the most the sugariest thing you've ever eaten but on top of that, you know, with me, you know, working in um, catering and cooking such large amounts of food and having always having friends over and cooking for my partner, I've never learned how to cook for one. So even mm-hmm. now when I cook a meal, I'm cooking this elaborate large meal and it's just me and I'm like, oh, look, leftovers for a month. I guess I'll freeze yeah. these. I, I've, I've had to learn that myself. You know, you just, you just uh, cook... You know, just get a medium-sized pot and say this is as big as it can get. You know, I, I made I made chicken noodle soup last night, and I made chicken noodle soup. It was basically two servings worth. You know, see, the biggest fun. problem for me has been getting up the energy to cook for myself because I know when like when I have the free time available because I work full time and it's a shitty shitty job. And I come home and I'm like, do I want to cook or do I want to heat up this fucking hot pocket and just, you know, lay in my bed? Yeah. So it's, it's basically like finding, I like anything else, finding the motivation to do it is going to be a a fucking chore. You know, with hot pockets, save a step and, and just put it directly into the toilet. All right, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Diarrhea pocket. Weird <laughs> pocket. Well, like like the other night, um, I I actually cooked. I haven't cooked for a while for myself, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually just gonna. I I want you know something quick. And what did I make? I, I made a huge thing of cornbread and a pot of brown beans. That definitely wasn't quick. Means it took eight hours. But uh, even when I grill, I don't just grill for one night because. I do with charcoal because I hate the flavor of, like, gas grill. I want what? the smoky, woodsy flavor of a, of charcoal. Oh, but uh, I, I cook, you know, instead of, you know, just one piece of chicken and one steak, I go ahead and do, like, five pieces of chicken, six steak, 16 burgers, 
just because I'm like, I don't want to waste the charcoal. Exactly. Never waste the it? charcoal. No, girl. You want to taste the meat, not the heat. I'm going to use that. I'm going to taste the that meat. That was good. Meat. I, I enjoyed gonna, that. I'm going to use that, but probably not in reference to food. But, Ryan? But I'm dumb. I'm <laughs> Obviously, the puns are not done just yet. Uh-oh, that was a King of Hill reference. No one got it. Um, um, yeah, I I live in Philadelphia. Charcoal grills are a very uh, distinct minority because no one has the fucking time to heat up charcoal. So, just get a chimney starter. Oh my god, it takes fifteen minutes. Oh my god, really, people. Lazy, lazy cooks. Well, we also don't have with, chimneys around here, so chimney starters no. are a sort well, of... See, with me, living in Atlanta, when you're a renter, you can't have a grill, period, yeah. what? on your property. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, in, in Atlanta, you can't own a grill if you're a renter. Um, so usually all of the just, complexes have like the outside sh- yeah, picnic area grills that's, you know, for the community oh, to use. So you have to use charcoal. Can you just yeah. like go into a parking lot and like buy your own charcoal grill, bring it to a parking lot, and do it that way? Because I don't. Yeah, mind but the... you might get some tailgate work. parties. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, like... but yes, as a resident, you can own a grill if you're that's, a renter. That's gay. <laughs> da, 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 da. That, that is anything but fabulous. <laughs> but like, like, okay, for me, I live in a condo, and I have. Literally a six by six block concrete slab, and I would love to have like the Weber Platinum grill and a freaking oh my god, a gas another gas grill. It's just for me to cook outside. So my neighbors like come swatting by, like, "What are you making, John?" I'm like, "Food. Can I get a sample?" No. I'm like, okay, fine. Here's a piece of chicken. Your neighbors just come over to take your food? No, because none of the people around here, I live all around yuppies. They don't know how to cook. They get a takeout all the time. So when I open my sliding door, my windows, or my front door, they come like, stuck on my door. Like, what are you making? I'm making a, like, a souffle, and I'm making, like, puff pastry or I'm making a meatloaf or whatever I'm making like can I get a nibble like do you have any wine I'm like uh yeah I'm like uh I have a wine cellar I'm like can you open a bottle of pinot I'm like really yeah see that would be about the time that I go uh you know what else I'm making I'm making making a whole fuckload of get the fuck out of my house (laughs) You well, want my the, food? Pay me. It's the it's the it's the Asian Filipino thing. Like, okay, here I have to share what I have. I have to share. Well, I mean, the that, there's a, there's a difference between between someone coming over and saying, "Hey, what are you making?" and "Hey, what are you making? Can I get some?" Right, that smells I, great. I, I, I hope you don't, don't live play. around moochers. I they, really no, they, they give that they give their whole puppy eye face. It was like, like I can't cook. Can you give me? Oh, I'm too lazy to make a order of pizza. Oh, I'm really Man, you didn't have a work with me. I would just I throw them a Chinese food gone. menu. <laughs> 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 Go to the pound. See if you can find a dog to chop up. Just like, Ooh. oh, girl. 
No offense, Thanks, KK. Please. No John, offense, so KK. where can I find your soup kitchen at? I'm getting a little hungry. <laughs> you know my address. You can, you can come <laughs> over anytime. <laughs> Just bring I'm the Crisco. Bring the Crisco. That's all I'm going to say. And you know why. <laughs> mm, is he, is he, is he going to get a five-finger discount? Mm, maybe... 10 finger discount, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Oh, wow, is there going to be some clapping? Is he going to do some clapping in there? Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> is he, he going to have to save a Tinkerbell that got shoved up your ass? Sure, why Give not? him a round of applause. A round of applause, kids. This go, is go, going go, for go, a horrible go, go, turn go. in my direction. <laughs> 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 so, back. I'll, turn, I, I'll, I'll turn it back to the beginning. I mean, you guys are so, 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 so incredibly lucky to work as um, uh, to work as chefs and work as people in the professional business. Myself, I was not given that opportunity. I was essentially thrust into my mother and my grandmother's kitchen. If they were making anything, I was the one to help because my two cousins, they weren't going to do anything. And my brother and sister, I mean, my sister wasn't even born when we lived in Brooklyn. Um, and my brother was too young to do anything with his with his thumbs and hands and whatnot. So I was the one who was essentially said, go, go help mom, go help mom, go help grandma, go help Nona. And uh, that's that's essentially how I learned to do most of my cooking. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn from a book. I didn't learn from any of that. Like some of you guys said earlier, like you knee high to grasshoppers and you learned that way. That's um, That's amazingly enough how I learned. I grated cheese. I was able to just help out chop uh crush garlic all that fun stuff well and kind of like you i was i was thrust into it for the mere fact of being gay my brothers wanted nothing to do with me so it was kind of that my mother was like oh well yeah just come to the kitchen so basically i was my mother's little girl i mean now that for my mom's recipe my mom and my dad's recipes you know there is no written written cookbook or anything but I've tried writing their recipes down, but I can't. It's it, it changes every time I make it. I can't just put a quarter teaspoon of soy sauce, or I can't just add this. I have you just you just go by feel, look, and taste. That's right. You're constantly tweak. You're tweaking constantly. It's like making sauce. <laughs> yeah. Need more S and P. Need more S and P. Need more S and P. I love, I love, I just, I just got the worst mental image of just John tweaking in the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> I will come he, over there. He's been up for days cooking for his neighbors. You, you see my two cleavers, my, my king and queen cleavers, my 10 inch and my 8 inch. Those can do some serious damage. <laughs> People don't believe me. I had, when I showed Maxwell, my one of my friends in Milwaukee, came down, I'm like, that's what you cut everything with i'm like I, yeah John, are you sure you're talking about your cleavers yes i'm talking about like you you see the pictures <laughs> you see them I'm like damn you have boys the... save it for the yeah. save it save it save it <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure some of our audience is like "Ooh, tell us more about those cleavers <laughs> <laughs> they're huge it's huge <laughs> So what's what's like your signature dish? What's the one thing you love to make? Oh my god. Chicken uh, cordon bleu. Yes. You need to come uh, over to my house. Yeah, I, I do like making that. You need to come over to my house all of you cuz I love chicken cordon bleu. 
See, I use prosciutto and like Havarti cheese. Of course, that's how you make it. Not prosciutto. You You guys don't use prosciutto? Some guys don't. We can you you could use prosciutto. You could use. Um, I use guanciale. That's what I use. That's I use another one you could use. Mm-hmm. As long as you use like some type of cured meat or something yep. of equal or lesser value, and the cheese needs to be something that will melt easily, like Gruyere or mozzarella or uh... mozzarella. mozzarella. Oh, John, no, honey, no, no honey, d- don't. <laughs> You're not Italian. Don't just don't. No, I was mocking we'll, we, you. We can go over it. I was mocking you. God, do you say ricotta too? Oh, I don't. Said, uh, no, I said, no. I said Rakoda. That's what I said. Oh, that's even I worse. I know. It's Rakoda. <laughs> it's Rakoda. Good. Good. No, there's... there's uh, we'll go over Italian pronunciations of food at another time. Mozzarella, Rakoda. <laughs> or unless you're in my kitchen, Gabagool, just hand me that cheese. Maricotte. Just give me that fresh single over there. Right? I'll, I'll take the goat cheese for two, please. <laughs> like my dish that I go to is it's so hard to answer this question I get this question all the time I just say a big nice pot of white rice is my go to food without rice in my life it it's it's a sin like I okay for example I will go out to a restaurant let's say a fine dining restaurant like I usually do or whatever and like dude I'm like I should have like packed like a a cup of white rice. I usually like carry rice with me if I'm going to go out somewhere. I'm like, cause like if we go to like, for example, if we're going to go have Italian food, they don't serve like rice usually. I'm like, dude, I gotta have rice with this fucking meat. Oh or my something. god, it sucks. It sucks. I know. I don't want to go out to dinner with this bitch. I'm gonna be like, gonna take her to a fancy ass restaurant. She gonna pull out a quarter cup of rice. <laughs> No, I mean, if they have risotto or, like, couscous or something. I'm know. sure, like, see, he has his reasons why he would bring a cup of rice with himself. I thought he did it because of luck. No, 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 bitch. No, it's just, like, for me, it's, like, it's like there's an Asian saying that it's not a meal without rice. I mean, for you, you guys, for you guys, I don't know if it's, like, potatoes or it's not a meal with potatoes or... It's not a meal without bread or whatever I'm case I'm not going to be seeing no Irish person carrying no potatoes and no bag that they can put into the meal if they go to a restaurant. Truth. That's true. Just, I, okay, the... I thought you were supposed to carry around a, a caged cricket with you. <laughs> Jimmy, I didn't know it was a bag of rocks. <laughs> oh, Lord. We're coming out the gate with these. Where's Jiminy at? It's too oh. late, Jiminy. Uh, for me, one of my favorite things you know, to cook um, basically, it's just your simple um, fried chicken. Oh, oh. The, the only difference between my fried chicken and others is, once again, it's bacon grease. I will deep fry my chicken in nothing but bacon grease. Oh, my God. Stop. My heart, my arteries are clogging right now. Oh, it sounds so I think sexy. all of our arteries are clogging right now. I'm <gasps> thinking about that. Oh, God. And, like, pour Sweet. some honey on top of it. Oh. That's the and one... I, that's the one surefire way a man can get me into make me fried chicken. Noted. <laughs> uh, but on top of that, as far as baking goes, um, it would be probably either German's chocolate cake or carrot cake. Did say German's chocolate cake because it is not called German chocolate. It's German's chocolate cake. It's German's chocolate cake, and most people have no clue. It's because yes. the man who invented it's last name was German. His name is German. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Can I get a chocolate mousse cake? Just like a 50-foot chocolate mousse cake? I'm going to make you one and post it. Oh, I'll make you one. God. I would, I would have to marry you if you made me like a giant chocolate mousse cake. I think um, it's down in my contract. Hide a ring in it somewhere. Let's see if he devours it. I would. I'm married. I know, but it would have to be like some sort of crazy three-way... Um, we forged our documents at the <laughs> county house kind of marriage. Wow. Well, you could, you could always good. move to Salt Lake. I was just going to say, I, thought, I, I always thought that, uh, that uh, John Ingram's favorite food would have been Balut. No. No. We what the hell is Balut? About... Uh, no. It's I'm a character gonna... in the Jungle Book. No. Yeah, I'm going to vomit that. It's, 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 it's a duck egg that has an embryo inside. Oh, yeah. no. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's a Filipino classic. Uh, yeah, I remember hearing about that now that you've said that. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up, dude. Don't, don't, oh, God. Uh, nothing with fetuses. Nothing with, like, a face. Oh. I'll be right back, guys. I have to go hold John's hair. <laughs> <laughs> what hair? I my hair is kind of actually kind of long right now. Wait, weird. It's like three inches long. You need to hold John's weave. Ooh. <laughs> you can hold my beard, baby. You don't need to I... hold his weave. Just let him puke all over that. It's it's like a dollar a bag anyway. Wow. <laughs> you, bitter bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of hungry now. Yeah, oh, we're no. a, we're actually almost out of time. We've we've talked ourselves into a food frenzy. Yay! So, um, let's just go around real quick and just say, um, what do you? What is your absolute thing that you love about making and eating food? So let's start with. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Marshall. Um, for me, um, it would just be a way of releasing creativity and uh, just a good time with friends. Excellent, excellent. All right, Tom, what about you? I personally just like being in the kitchen alone making myself something, so it's the solitude that I love the most. Okay, excellent. Uh, let's see, John Agram, what about you? <sighs> for me, the reason why I love to cook and all is just the satisfaction I could put a person, I can make a person happy. I look at them and they, they eat my food. I know I made someone's frown upside down. That's um, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, well, I just love, you know, cooking, you know, with friends, with my boyfriend. You know, I just, I, I love trying new things and I love making classics and I, I just enjoy the end product of eating. For me, it's sort of it's sort of weird because I'm very new to actually cooking for myself, like with a stove and everything. Um, so for me, uh, it's just the satisfaction of knowing that I can do it and that I'm not completely as helpless as I thought I was and that this is actually something I have instincts for. So that's that's been a good confidence booster, that there is something I can do and not die. So... That's Can we good. also agree that cooking is essentially incredibly relaxing? Oh, God, yeah. Depending if you're not doing it as a vocation or an avocation. Well, if you're doing it not professionally, you know what I mean? Yes. I right, because otherwise that shit's stressful. So long yeah. as you have someone else to clean. Just look at Chef Ramsay. <laughs> True. 
As long as you have someone else to clean, it's a fucking wonderful experience. Because I fucking hate cleaning. <laughs> cleaning is actually is, is actually after I cook and cleaning and afterward is very relaxing for me too. I love like breaking down a kitchen because it's my kitchen. I know where all my plates go. I know where all my equipment goes. When like James does dishes, I'm like, "Where's my X Y Z gadget? I can't find it. Where'd you put it? Where's my paring knife? Where's this? Where's that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I freak out, so I do it all myself." I'm definitely clean as you go because I'm a neat freak. Same here. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just a slob. I would never clean anything if I didn't have to. I, I'm so lazy in that regard. I have to clean up afterwards because I feel guilty if I leave a mess for someone else to clean up. Now, if I'm cooking for family and friends, it's I'm going to cook, y'all just clean up afterwards because I did all the work. Yeah, that that's what I like the most. And that is all the time we have for today on the Bear Pile. As always, I'm your mama bear, the Yeti. With me, as always, was the lovely, the talented Jonathan Moore. Yay! Um, and we also have joining us, and we were very happy to have them, John Agram. Hi. <laughs> you didn't want to plug anything? Oh, I wanted to plug, oh, plug now. Um, well, I am the Pantry Panda on Twitter. Also, I am the moderator and owner of Bears in the Kitchen on Facebook. And you can follow me on thepantrypanda.com um, as well. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much for being here today. And I want to thank you for being here today, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Um, if you would like to check out some of my work as far as costuming, I know that that's not exactly food-related, you can find me at www.facebook.com slash official. That's all one word, T-O-M-C-A-T-T-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Excellent. Thank you very much for being You're with welcome, us. You're welcome, darling. And uh, thank you very much for being with us, Marshall. Thank you, Yeti, for having me. And um, if you want to follow me, guys, you can find me at uh, Facebook slash A Pinch of Salt, which is my catering page and floral page. Or you can find me, um, as far as my baking goods go, um, you can find me on Twitter at Fairy Cake Treats, or you can find me on Facebook at Facebook slash um, fairy cake treats and more excellent excellent so and as always we would like to thank the group of geeky bears for making this all possible uh and that's all the time we have for this week stay tuned next week uh when we will have something geeky and berry to talk about just as much uh, until then bye-bye bears bye-bye bye 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 bye